Hey guys, what's up? It's Tyler Kluver. This is the Snapped Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. On this podcast, we're going to talk about diet, exercise, mindset, training, sports, performance, and any of the things that we discuss, me or the guests that I bring on, is going to help you get better and help you get healthier in some way or another. We're glad you're here. Sit back, relax. Let's have a day. We're back. We are back. Seems like this comes around really fast every week. And that's just seven days. And I'm texting as I open up this podcast. Last week I was going to talk about, um, I think last week I was going to, I like, going to talk about how sometimes you need to eat more to make sure you're recovering and oftentimes when people finally get into a rhythm of fitness they they end up eating not enough they go they swing from the side of eating too much to not enough and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today uh because it is the it is a micro example of a greater theme that I'm going to talk about today which is you can't use the scale for progress all the time, right? Many of us start a weight loss journey, not just a weight loss journey, a health and fitness journey. And the goal is weight loss, right? Weight loss is one of the main goals. Usually the main goal because it's the most superficial, external, immediate thing that needs working on for most people, right? How do you look? And I'm yawning. How do you look and what does the number on the scale say? Unfortunately, due to how society has kind of played out and evolved, the easiest way to sell things and money rules everything. The easiest way to sell things is to attack very basic, the most basic and measurable variable when it comes to health and fitness. And that would be what the scale says, the number on the scale each day or whenever you weigh yourself. Right. So that becomes the focus of commercials, advertisements, products, right? How can we lose weight? How can we help you lose weight? And when that becomes the focus of advertisement and media, then that becomes the, it, it, it's circular. It comes back around and it becomes the main focus of people who then get into health and fitness. It's like, well, I want to lose weight. Cyclical sort of process there. Two clients of mine who I met with already this week, Monday and Tuesday. It is Wednesday. Last week, sorry, I posted on Thursday. 
I actually recorded that whole episode and edited it and then on Wednesday. And then I just forgot to upload it after I went to launch. So I ended up putting it up on Thursday. But we're back on Wednesday today. Uh, two of my clients are, one is already there. The other is going to eventually be there, right? And is, and is actually hit a plateau with weight loss. Um, but the other one has basically made his way down from 300 to uh, 195. Crazy weight loss, over 50% um, or you know, a third of their body lost, essentially. And for the entire journey, they've used the scale as the main measurable factor, right? Because when you lose three to five pounds a week for six months, that's pretty motivating. There's not much more that you really have to reach for or diagnose to make you happy. Like, uh, I ate well, it worked out, lost four pounds. Awesome. That's all I need. We look for those things because we need verification. We need that uh, validation that, hey, I put in work. I have been rewarded for said work. It's kind of how people are built, right? We want something. If we're going to do something, we want something out of it. And so for most people, for most of the, at least the first major phase of a health and fitness journey, it is very easy to get that verification, that validation of your work, right? If you're 40 pounds overweight, cool. The only thing I have to focus on as a goal is just losing this weight. And as long as I step on the scale and see the scale go down, which is a very simple task to do, Scale just sits in your bathroom or in your kitchen or in your laundry room, wherever it may be. You just step on. All right, where am I at? Cool. It tells me where I'm at. I measure that compared to where I was at before. The problem is, is eventually, assuming that you do things right, there's going to come a time where the scale is no longer a viable uh, measuring stick. Uh, relative to you getting validation for the work that you're doing, right? And in fact, it can become a something that hinders happiness or holds back some of that verification validation that you're looking for. We'll take my one client, for example. He has at 300 pounds at the beginning, he uses the scale as his really all he cares about, right? There's external stuff too that comes along with that. Like he, he gets all of the extra benefit of not having an extra hundred pounds on his body, not having to uh, be out of breath when he goes up the stairs, being able to do more with his kids, being able to do more uh, exercises, feeling better all the time, all this other stuff, which we're going to, we're going to go into because the whole point of today's episode is, what are the other things we can use to measure success and happiness and verification that we're doing the right things outside of a scale? But the scale, that number is just such an easy thing to cling on to is like, okay, I did my work. I got my reward. 
We got him all the way down to 195. His his goal was actually 220. We've got him all the way down to 195. The new goal is 190. But at the same time, we've now lost so much fat and revealed muscle, abs, toning in the arms and shoulders, that now the goal is like, well, shit, I kind of want to, now that I have muscles, I want to make those muscles bigger, right? And we've we've talked about the fat loss versus lean muscle and how you would do that before. And I'll, I'll probably go into a deeper episode at some point of, of bulking and cutting. But up until this point, most of the tissue that my client has been losing, the specific client, has been fat tissue, which is why his muscles are starting to poke through because we're revealing, we're taking away that extra layer, revealing the muscle that he has. He starts to see muscle, shit, now my, it feels like his muscles are getting bigger, even though we're just making the fat smaller. And now he's like, well, I want to continue to make my muscles bigger. Okay, great. The issue with that is when we add muscle, we add weight. When we add muscle, we add weight. You're going to look better, right? If we go from 195 and we add five pounds of muscle, you're going to look better. The problem is, is the scale is going to go the opposite way it's been going this entire journey. And we've attached ourselves to this scale to this metric so much that each week you're relying on seeing another number. And at the same time, this client hasn't made the the mental switch of, I need to detach myself from the scale as my happiness measure, as my verification measure, which is now making it very hard for him to, because we've, we've been successful in adding a little bit more muscle. He's gotten a lot stronger. We've done an upper body focused program um, that has added muscle in his arms, shoulders, and chest. All great. The problem is, is he's still wanting to try and lose weight and the overall number of body weight um, while we're doing this. And he's slowed down severely. And in fact, um, looking at an average weight, he, he measures himself every day, his average weekly his weekly average for body weight went up for the first time throughout the entire journey that is now, I think, eight or nine months deep. Hard thing to do. Hard thing to make that mental switch because we are so attached to the scale. And so many people are like, well, how do I measure my success now that I'm here? I think three clients have actually gone through this. Where do I go? Right? My, my goal has been weight loss. I want to see a lower number. I want to see a lower number. I want to see a lower number. And when you're big and you have a bunch of, a bunch of lot of, a bunch of weight to lose, uh, basically any exercise and good eating that you do is going to result in that, right? You can do a very general uh, input of exercise and cleaner eating and have a very general output of weight loss. But now we have to focus in a little bit. Like at the eye doctor, when they flip over, is it better with one or is it better with two? We're down at number five and number six now. We're zeroing in on, well, now we have to, the inputs don't necessarily have to change or become more detailed. 
but the output has to be looked at in a different way. How can we feel better or continue to measure progress when we reach our goal weight, right? What, what is there? Like, what else can I measure with? Well, there's actually dozens of measures and I'm going to go through a few of them here and just list them. And maybe this sparks something that helps you guys out. The first one would be strength numbers, right? A lot of people, once they lose weight, which is often done with, you know, cardio body weight movements, just because of the nature of someone who is in a weight loss phase of their life, they get lighter, they get more muscular, they get more confident in the gym. Well, now the idea is we start actually working towards some strength goals. We measure some, some max lifts. How much are you able to squat? How much are you able to deadlift? How much are you able to press overhead? And now we say, okay, new goal. We're not focused on weight loss anymore. We're just focused on how much can you lift? Let's make that number bigger, right? It has nothing to do with the weight on the scale. In fact, that's another one that may, if you really want to shift, that's one where adding weight would actually be beneficial towards higher strength numbers. Mass moves mass. But that's, a, that's a, an, another one that people often go to after weight loss. One that I would put on that same level would be how you look, right? Obviously, how you look has been a part of losing, let's say, go back to my client, losing that 100 pounds. How you look has drastically changed. But now you're actually using how you look as the main factor, right? A lot of people get into physique or, you know, they start posting transformation pictures or they're trying to make their, you know, this specific client is trying to make his chest look bigger. I want my biceps to look bigger. I want more definition in my shoulders, right? How do you look? Is your physique changing? Control of movements in the gym. Form. On exercises, are you much better at holding correct lifting form when you're doing a deadlift or when you're doing a bent over row or when you're doing a squat? How much control do you have over that movement? That could be measured. That's, that's a measure of progress. You know, how, how well you move physically. There's some things where you could take sort of a, an inventory of an average across a week or two weeks or a month, right? What's your average mood look like? Find a way to quantify your mood. You know, you could go all the way back to like your, your third grade uh, color chart. You're like, well, today was a bad day. It was a red day or it, all the way to the other side where it was a green day, right? With yellow and orange in between. And then look at over the course of two weeks, how many green days did I have, right? What was your average mood? What was your average time in the gym that week or that month? What was the average amount of meals, percentage of meals over the course of that week or two weeks? And was that more clean meals than you had the previous same amount of time? Did you go to the gym more times this month than you did last month? Those are forms of progress, right? Procedural routine progress. How are your energy levels throughout the day? Energy is the biggest one for me. 
the first thing I noticed when I started losing weight, it was in conjunction with intermittent fasting and had a consistent personal workout program. Once I was done with football, the biggest thing I noticed was my energy almost a hundred percent of the time. I would say there might be one day a month on average. And that's just me guessing because I can't even remember the last time it's happened. Despite how many times I yawn on this podcast where I get to the afternoon and I feel that drag in energy or that crash, right? Where it's like four in the, it's like four, it's getting close to dinner and I'm really feeling like a, I don't have anything like, and I realize I'm 27. I almost forgot my age there. Just my birthday. I'm 27 and I probably should have good energy, but I, I bet there's a lot of people my age out there that are sitting at their jobs and it's the end of the day, three, four o'clock and they're dragging. My energy levels are steady Eddie all the time, every day. Digestion is a huge um, indicator of how well your body is processing food, um, processing waste, using that for muscle recovery, using that for hydration. Has your digestion improved? That's a huge marker, one that I use all the time. How's your recovery time, uh, both acutely and chronically, when it comes to workouts, right? Acute meaning, can you recover from a set of lifting or a set of burpees or a set of squats faster in the moment? How fast can you do another set, recover and do another set? Or how fast is your recovery day to day? Does it take you two or three days to feel good after a heavy day? Or can you be good by the next morning? Right, That's a sign of progress and, and a way to measure if you're getting better or not. How your clothes fit. That's a huge one for people who are, um, in my experience, in their 40s, 50s, who have uh, worn the same size clothes for a very long time. Um, and now they get into this fitness journey and they're like, holy smokes, I have to buy smaller clothes because my old clothes don't fit. That's a huge thing for people. How do your clothes fit? How do your jeans fit? Do you have a belt that now fits? Is your head fit in a hat just a little bit looser? Capability. Can you do more with your kids? Can you now take the stairs at work or at the mall instead of the escalator, the elevator? Can you run around and play with your dog at the dog park or run, go for a run with him and just step or her instead of, uh, instead of just going for a walk or sitting on the bench while you're at the dog park? Can you move stuff around in the garage? If your friend asked you to help them move, would you feel comfortable and fit enough to, you know, help move boxes and furniture all day? What, you know, can you now run a mile for the first time in your life? Can you do something in the gym that you've never been able to do? Capability. What are you capable of? There's really nerdy stuff that you could get into. If you're, uh, you, you could go to the doctor and you could have all of your lipids, triglycerides, um, all of that measured, your cholesterol. Biomarkers is what they would call that. Uh, fasting glucose, all of this stuff that you could get done with blood work. You could do that at the beginning, do that um, periodically, once every couple months, once every six months. Obviously, as you get older, a lot of people, that's what 
they're focused on. It's like, well, how's my, you know, how's my blood sugar? You could, you could look at that. Or you could look at some other sciencey nerdy numbers, like if you want to do a body fat test, right? Or a, a, an in-body test or a test that measures how much muscle mass you have versus how much bone density versus how much fat mass. Are you improving on those numbers? How's your sleep? The healthier and more fit you get, the better you're going to sleep. I can promise you that the more weight you put on and the less fit and in shape you are, the worse you're going to sleep at night. So sleep quality is a direct correlative of how fit, how healthy you are being during the day. Are you more productive throughout the day when it comes to your career and work and things you have to get done, errands, playing with your kids, being a good uh, parent, being a good partner? Are you a more productive person? Are you a happier person? Happiness levels. Are you, do you wake up and are you more excited to go throughout the day or you, and you're just not as uh, reluctant to wake up and have, have to grind through the day? You're more looking forward to it, right? All of these things are, are ways that you could find a way to quantify these and measure them. None of them having to do with how much you weigh, right? So food for thought. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because me personally, I'm very, uh, for me, I never had abs growing up. I always thought I did like the top two abs where you like squeeze as hard as you can. And it shows like a little bit like under your ribs, but I was always a, uh, you know, one of those kids that they would call big boned or chunky or husky or thick, right? I wasn't fat by any means. I was definitely an athletic, thicker kid, stocky, right? Um, but I always wanted abs, right? Because I was into, I found Steve Cook in 10th grade and big man on campus. You can search all of that. Uh, bodybuilding.com. I wanted to look muscular. Every kid does, right? And so when I finally got abs for the first time in 2018, um, so basically for the last three years, I created a little bit, a very, very, and it's something that I have to, uh, it's, it's really not a huge part of my life, but if I'm being completely 100% honest and taking inventory of my own insecurities, like I created a slight reliance on, oh shit, I got abs. Now, if I don't, if at some point I put on weight where I don't have abs anymore, people are going to think that like I've let myself go, right? The problem is, and it's really not a problem at all. Now I want to get stronger. And so I'm in a phase where I've gained eight to 10 pounds, still have abs. Probably still going to have abs, regardless of how much more weight I gain. But I'm putting on weight now. After losing 45, 50 pounds originally, I'm now putting on weight because I know that that is productive towards my current goals. And so my mind, I have to shift that putting on weight is good now. Putting on weight means I'm getting stronger. That means I'm going to be able to do more in the gym. I'm going to be more fit. In my case, I'm going to be more fit. And I also know that at some point, when I'm done with this strength cycle, I'm also going to be doing 
a cardio cycle slash conditioning cycle after this, where I lose that weight again. We have to battle ourselves mentally and make sure that we lay out what our expectations are of ourselves and what all of these measurements mean. And hopefully at some point the scale becomes obsolete for everybody. You will live a much happier, uh, stress-free life if the scale is not something you measure yourself by and it's more about how you look, how you feel, how happy you are, and what you're capable of. And that's about all I got to say. How you look, how you feel, how happy you are, and what you're capable of. Hopefully that provides a little bit of perspective. Um, one more week on the Snap Podcast. This was episode 50. We made it to 50, and I didn't know if that's where it would get when I started the Ice Cream Pint Life series. I really got to do the Pint Life again. Man, that was good. Um, but here we are at 50. I'm not stopping now. Uh, we're going to get to 100 and beyond that, and we're going to keep, keep building because it's uh, what we do what we do consistency breeds success we'll talk to you next time have a good week peace